You're listening to LanguageCancer.com's World Cup Football Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Damon. I'm in Tokyo. And this is World Cup Podcast number eight from LanguageCancer.com. I hope you've been enjoying the World Cup as much as I have. All the excitement, all the thrills and all the tragedy if you're a supporter of one of the teams that's gone out. But on today's show, we're going to focus on the teams still in it. The last eight, four of which are from South America. And they seem to be having a very strong showing indeed. There are three European sides and of course, one African side in Ghana. Now, I'll be talking to Damien later and catching up with his news and both of us will be previewing these quarterfinals. There'll be a World Cup phrase of the day later on with Damien, and then we'll finish off. Você está escutando languagecaster.com. Hello, Damien, are you there? Hi, Damien. Yes, I am. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's good to hear your voice. Um, so you've been over to Ireland. Did you manage to watch a few games? Yes, yes, I, I managed to watch all of the games. In nice. fact, uh, yeah, it was good fun. Um, some really, really great games in round two. Mm-hmm. A- apart from uh, the Japan-Paraguay game. It, am I, I'm guessing that's your bad from round two. Is that right? I think it must be. It was really an atrocious game of football. Um, and I really think Japan missed their opportunity. They... They came up against the side with very little pace, no threat on the counter-attack, and Japan never crossed the halfway line. I'm really, really disappointed in them. And uh, as I said, I don't think they're going to get a better chance to qualify for the last eight for a long, long time. Damon, what was the uh, reaction there in Japan about that game? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, the reaction to that game was the polar opposite of what you've just said. Everyone over here was raving about their performance. They thought they were very unlucky. Um, they thought Paraguay were very defensive and that uh, Japan had the best of the attacking chances. Um, I think that's watching a game through, uh, I don't know, it's not rose-tinted spectacles, that's looking back on things. I, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, biased, I think, is the Indeed. word. So, yeah, totally different. Uh, but but fair dues, you know, they're, uh, they're, they got through to the last 16, which is a great achievement for an Asian team playing outside of Asia. Um, but I agree, they missed a big chance. Uh, what about good? What was one of the good uh, games you saw, performances? Well, I love the Argentina-Mexico game. I felt a little bit sorry for Mexico because they really, really were pumped up for this game. And their first goal against them was very controversial. Um, but uh, the way that Tevez scored the third goal, I mean, Argentina are looking great. Maradona is enjoying every second of it. And uh, even, I think, here in England, who aren't the biggest fans of Diego Maradona, I think they're coming around to his way of playing and his way of handling uh, press conferences and so on. It's, it's, it's great fun watching Argentina. I'm really looking forward to that game against Germany tomorrow. How about you? Yeah. Well, for me, well, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about the bad. And I'm kind of you brought me onto the subject talking about Argentina against Mexico because... Um, in the other game on that day, of course, was Germany against England, and that was the one of the worst performances uh, from an England side, I think you could imagine. Um, but it did have those kind of echoes, both of those games, um, the early early decision from a referee 
against Mexico, which gave Argentina the goal, the controversial non-goal in the Germany-England game. So those talking points. But I think basically Mexico and England weren't as good as Argentina and Germany. And I think that's uh, what everyone should take away from those games. That's a fair point. Um, mm. what, what, do you, what was good for you then over the last couple of days? Good for me over the last couple of ga- uh, the games. Well, Ghana, of course. I think it's great that they're in. Um, if they weren't in the last state, I think it would be a little bit uh, flat. It's good to have an African side. This is the first World Cup in Africa. I know lots of people are saying that, but it's true. And um, I'm wishing them luck against Uruguay, but uh, I think uh, you might hear later on. I'm not too sure they'll do it. All right, well, that brings us nicely on to our main piece today, where uh, you, Damien, and me, we're going to look at those quarterfinals. Holland and Brazil. Everyone's favourites for the title, at least on our site's poll, Brazil take on Holland in the first of the World Cup quarterfinals today. Indeed, so much are they favourites that the Dutch are being described as Brazil light. These two sides have a history, though not as contentious as the Germany-Argentina game, going back to 1974, when the then reigning champions Brazil were torn apart by a rampaging Dutch side that included Johan Cruyff. In 1994, they met again, and this time the Brazilians won 3-2, despite a wonderful comeback from the Dutch. With current manager Dunga as their captain, Brazil went on to lift the trophy on penalties that year, which is how they defeated the Dutch in the 1998 semi-finals in France. The games have always been of a high quality, and no one is expecting anything less of today's match. Both teams are in very good form, with the Dutch on a national record run of 23 games unbeaten, but it's generally felt that Brazil have better discipline, organisation and more match winners in their team than Holland. True, the Dutch have Schneider, Van Persie and Robin, but Brazilian fans point to Robinho, Fabiano, Maicon and Kaká. Despite these top players, however, I'm going to go for Holland, partly because I feel the pressure on Brazil, and particularly on Dunga, is simply too heavy for them to bear. I also feel that the Dutch have one good game in them, and this could be the one while Robin looks very impressive. And I feel if he or one of his teammates scores first, then it'll be very interesting to see how Brazil cope. 2-1 to Holland for me. Ghana, Uruguay. How fitting that Uruguay are doing so well this time around in a World Cup held on African soil. They were the first national team in South America to field a player of African descent years before their more famous neighbours, Brazil. But what a shame that they're up against an African side in Ghana and one of these teams will be going home come Sunday. Ghana, of course, are hoping to be the first African side to reach the semi-finals in a World Cup and Uruguay, although past World Cup winners, haven't tasted success in this competition since 1970 when they got to the semis. I expect this match to be quite defensive, a little like Japan versus Paraguay, as both teams have so much to gain from a win and will feel so disappointed with a loss. On balance, Uruguay have looked the stronger of the two teams so far and seem to be able to score, 
when they need to, with Forlan and Suarez up front. On the other hand, Ghana have looked resilient, strong and intelligent with the ball, but lack a clinical finish. A tight 1-1 draw, with Uruguay going through on penalties. Germany versus Argentina. Now, two heavyweights in the world of World Cups. Germany have three trophies to Argentina's two. And this match has two teams with pedigree clashing in the quarterfinals. Added to the history, we've got the Europe versus South America angle. This year, four of the eight quarterfinalists are from South America, and perhaps Europe will have to wait to win a World Cup outside of European soil. History and geography are interesting enough, but throw in a bit of bad blood and things get even more interesting. The two have met five times in World Cups, with two of those meetings being in finals, Argentina winning in 1986 and Germany getting revenge four years later. However, most of the rivalry stems from the last World Cup in Germany in 2006. Germany defeated Argentina on penalties after the game ended 1-1. And after the game, but still on the pitch, a mass brawl erupted with both sides laying into one another. The memory of that has resurfaced in the build-up to this game. Germany's Schweinsteiger has criticised the Argentinian fans and their team's style of play. Maradona, for Argentina, has responded by promising his players will be in the faces of their opponents. It should be an interesting game. As an England fan, with bad memories of both these teams, it's difficult for me to choose a winner. Can't they both lose? But if push comes to shove, 2-1 to Argentina. Spain-Paraguay. This one seems to be fairly clear-cut, with the 2008 European champions taking on a side that has only managed three goals so far in the tournament, which is a little unfair as Spain have only got five themselves. Spain are the favourites, but South American sides have been pulling off surprises throughout the competition, and Paraguay are nothing if not organised. Their manager, Martino, feels that his side's discipline can see them through, but anyone who watched their second-round match against Japan will wonder where they will find goal-scoring opportunities. Paraguay, on the other hand, know very well about Spain's goal-scoring threat. David Villa has scored four times already and is on fire at the moment. With Iniesta and Xavi hitting form at the right time, this looks a very confident and fluid Spanish side that should be able to win through. 1-0 for me. Now, if you'd like to download the transcript for that report, you can do so by coming along to our site at languagecaster.com. Now, if you come along to the site, you can find a page dedicated to the World Cup with lots of resources for learners and teachers of English, including audio files, quizzes, crosswords, and lots and lots of football language explained. Now, we also have a new competition for you. This time, a chance to win a Brazilian football top. Simply come along to the site 
and let us know which team you think will be winners of the World Cup on July the 11th. Write a post with your suggestion and, right or wrong, you'll be entered into the draw and the competition closes on July 10th. Good luck with that and we'll see you again next week when we'll be looking at the World Cup semi-finals. Wow, it never ends. Next, it's English for football. Yaggity-yag, I don't talk back. Yaggity-yag, yaggity-yag. Today's World Cup phrase of the day is the expression to kick out, which means to expel or throw out. This phrase is in the news today as it emerges that the Nigerian government has decided to withdraw its football team from international football for two years due to its poor performances at the World Cup. Now, as FIFA is totally against government intervention in football, it has threatened to kick Nigeria out of its organisation, meaning that Nigeria will be unable to play in the Africa Cup of Nations or the World Cup. The Nigerians have until Monday to change their decision, or else they will be kicked out of world football for the near future. To kick out. Thanks for that, Damien, and thanks everyone for listening. See you in the semis. Ta-ra!